Man, I'm having so much fun. This is a $1.6 trillion industry. I'm talking about the food and beverage space. If you're not having fun, you're in the wrong place. Yes, it's hard work, but my gosh, the companies, the brands, the flavors, the experiences, the missions, it's fantastic. But some of the brands are different, better, and special. They're the ones who are able to really compete and vie for customer loyalty. Look, I know you want to make your brand different, better, and special. I know you yourself want to be different, better, and special. That's my mission. That's why you're here. Join me on this journey as I interview CEOs and founders from all the different companies within the food and beverage industry so we can discover what they're doing, so we can take that information back, digest it, and become better ourselves and to help our companies take on different strategies, pick the right technology, pick the right partners. And of course, you got to have great tasting food. You got to have great tasting beverages, packaged goods. If it doesn't taste good, you're lost. I'm sorry. You're going to lose millions. If you're new here, take the five episode challenge. Go back, pick out some brands and CEOs, some topics. If you love the content, subscribe. You're going to find it on every podcast platform once or twice a week. But I also publish them on LinkedIn because that's where we kind of hang out. So when you see it on LinkedIn, stop by, make a comment, share it back into your food and beverage network. I would appreciate it. The brands would appreciate it. To all my loyal listeners, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being with me on this journey. Thanks for coming along on this mission for the past two years. If you are considering a strategic job change, message me. Let's have a confidential conversation. If your brand is growing and you need to attract experts, you also need to contact me because I have created a different, better, and special recruiting system. I promise you, no other search firm in America is doing that. Who am I? I'm Tony Moore. I'm an expert food and beverage headhunter, semi-professional podcaster, and I'm here each and every week Stay tuned for this week's episode. Hey, it's Tony from Winning at Work, and have I got a great podcast today for the food brand that really wants to tackle omni-channel marketing. Everything is going in this direction, and Martin Paminski, he's the CEO and president of Stanmar International Group. They've got a brand called Simply Delish. It's a dessert and we're going to dive into this omni-channel marketing strategy that they use. It's a combination of geo-targeting. They have a, a very sophisticated influencer campaign group. They've done a great job of building a community. They've invested in art photography, SEO. They've got literally hundreds of recipes showing the consumer all the different ways to use the product. The ready-to-eat market is the, the business model they want to be in versus center of the aisle within the grocery store. So we kind of touch on that. The ready-to-eat marketplace has a much bigger revenue target, I guess you'd say, year over year than what you find in the sh- uh, smaller shelf space in the center of the grocery store. So stick around for this episode We've got Martin Paminski, CEO and president of Stanmar. Welcome in, Martin. So happy to have you. I see you are back from Greece. 
I understand you had a bit of a rough journey back. I know flying these days can be quite the nightmare. Yeah, well, you know, unfortunately, travel is what it is. We got refreshed, and then obviously the airlines decide, uh, you know, they've got technical issues, they've got problems with pilots. But you know what? Uh, we were very fortunate. We we only had one one bad bad loop. Uh, I got friends that took three days to get to the wedding, so we were we were on the good side. You were on the good side of that. Well, you know, going to Greece is always a a long journey, but man, when you get there, I mean, there is so much to do. I, I've been to Greece. I've been to many of the little islands out there. It's uh, it's quite an experience if if people have never gone. Well, I'm used to the travels. I travel back to South Africa four times a year. Travel to Australia, uh, to to the UK, and many parts of the world. And that's part of my journey of finding <laughs> yeah, well, new and exciting products. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, that's part of um, you know going out and sourcing, looking for for new products and ingredients. Um, so you you had this idea that you wanted to create a brand simply delish something that you know not just tasted great but would be just a big benefit for for the world for the U.S. for children. Uh, tell me a little bit more about this this origin story of of simply delish, and then I want to transition into the business model conversation with you. So I think that the journey really started is that. You know, in South Africa, and that's where it really started. We we looked around and we saw that, believe it or not, sugar-free and products that are sold to anybody who has a diabetic or anybody who has a sugar problem, you can walk into any health food store, pharmacy chain, and they've got incredible ranges of product. And you walk into a pharmacy or any to any other health food stores or other people here, and sugar seems to be the dominant factor. Sugar-free doesn't even uh, even appear to be. People are looking for delicious products and they forget about the sugar they're putting into their body. And I think the journey really started, uh, you know, my daughter who has went on a fairly large journey from trying to find out who she went on a business degree, then became a natural chef, and then became a, a health and nutritionist. And she sugar was her thing. She felt that sugar was the enemy of all. And when I started looking at products along the way, one of the journeys I had, I have this brand called Series Fruit Juices, which I've, I've been representing for 25 years. It's moved from a local brand to becoming a brand now owned by PepsiCo. And we had to go through this journey where every time when my son was a kid, went to nutritionist and they said, well, you know, take him off the juice. <laughs> Why? Because juice has got high in sugar. And then I started saying to myself, you know, there has to be a product that we can find. And we looked at a number of different uh, categories along the way. And when I really stumbled on this product that was a sugar-free product, I, I realized we, we, when I looked at the ingredients, they weren't what we wanted in a product. So we had to take the learnings of what we had seen in Europe, South Africa, come back to North America and look at them, analyze the market and say, what is out here? And clearly there were sugar-free products, but they had artificial flavors, coloring, anything that you wouldn't want to have in their product. And many of them had, uh, which was in, in the Jello area, many of the products had uh, you know we're, we're looking at a artificial product together with the, they were looking at putting in other ingredients in there that were meat-based products and most people were you know we look at gelatin most people even don't know what gelatin is and gelatin is really everything that is the leftovers of any animal or any bone is put into that ingredient to be able to add to product 
And we had to find something that was clean and neat, and we started on this journey. Again, the product that I tried was quite good. Talk, tell us a little bit about your the, your business model. You know where you're uh, selling, where you're penetrating, and and let's kind of get into that conversation because you're doing a lot with um, partnerships, and I find that very interesting. So I think the journey started seven years ago, and that was at our first launch exhibition at Natural Products West. Uh, we had our uh, our Simply Delish gels at the booth, and the Whole Foods buyer and the distributor came by, and believe it or not, within three months, we were in Whole Foods, which is unheard of. Today, it can take you over a year and a half to two years just to get your product listed in, in Whole Foods. So it was a journey then, and then from there, it went to Sprouts. From there, it went through to all the distributors across the country, and uh, we started being in many, many natural food stores. And then we realized that one of the key things to driving a brand, you have to be able to create an audience and educate the consumer. And we took the view four years ago that social media and finding out a way to educate our consumers on not just buying a product, but creating the experience with a product. How do you create recipes for people to use the product and how can they use the product in every facet of their, their day, whether it's for a smoothie, whether it's for dessert, whether they're going to be using it for a topping, icing, or what are they going to use our products for? They had an opportunity to create something. And with these 600 influencers we now have, they create daily these amazing products that we just are floored by what they create. And, and with this, we have a product that is so unique. We looked at all the areas. It's gluten-free, allergen-free, keto, vegan, sugar-free. And we've had to go to each one of those certifications, make sure that our product meets the standards in order for us to be able to make those claims. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, first of all, the food photography on your website is stunning. I mean, the the contrast, the color, I mean, whoever you guys are using, you've done a great job with that. But as I was scrolling, that's what really kind of struck me was all the recipes and all the, you know, ideas that are coming from the marketplace. How did that start? Talk, you know, maybe walk us through how you created this, what, uh, influencer group. I think it really comes down to the team that we have. And I was very, very fortunate to tie in with a group called the Saga House Group. Um, at that point, it was, they were at their early stages of building their business, and they took an instant loving to our product. And uh, Cynthia just is this amazing woman who's taken social, the social media. She's part of our team and is part of our company, but she is an independent. But she is, uh, you would think she's part of our website. She's part of everything we do, but she is the heart and blood of interviewing every single one of our influencers, bringing them on board, training them, making sure that they get their, their product, ensuring that they, they get, uh, you know, any time that they do put out a product, they do get represented. And then each one of them, uh, or, or come up with these amazing different ideas. And then we have ambassadors we've created who create uh, different themes for us every month for us to create our emails and other areas of our business. And we've just really taken on this amazing team, which is really start. You want to know where we started? Our design. 
the design came from South Africa. We've got a whole team in South Africa, uh, from the designers to our video photographers to our to our SEO team, and they all come together to really support our social media team. And then the person that heads our operation, first of all, was with me in uh, San Diego. His papers then went to, he couldn't live here in the US. He then went to live in Canada, worked in my Canadian operation, and today he's running it out of Brazil. And uh, Brandon is running our whole team of social media team, SEO team, online team, Amazon team. And uh, we've got a huge presence now online, which is really growing in leaps and probably 200% a year we're growing at this stage. So it sounds like you have a dispersed workforce because when I looked on LinkedIn, it was just kind of looking at the number of people kind of associated with the company. It was a very low number, right? And I was thinking, you know, how are you getting all this done? So, but it's it does sound like you've then kind of dispersed your your workforce. So you you're not all independent, right? I mean, you you do have W twos. Yeah, so we've got a so within our group, uh, we've got our team that are in San Diego. We've got five people who run uh, uh, the R and D and marketing side of the business. We then have our team in Toronto, where I originally started the business uh, twenty five years ago, and that's where our whole office and back end of the business runs. And then I've got my uh, sales director and uh, national sales manager runs out of Florida, and he's got his team where he runs with a network of 145 brokers in the US and 90 brokers in Canada that run the sales and merchandising side of the business. And then we've got a team that run our Costco business, which is the Anderson Damon team, Who and we just recently launched our ready-to-eat product, the first, as I say, the keto, first keto, world's first certified keto, uh, 100 grams, you know, looking at five ounces of product, uh, three grams net carb under 100 calories. It's just unheard of, and it tastes delicious. Uh, and we've really come up with an amazing product that launched, as I say, in the southeast. Uh, just just finished launching in uh, in LA, and then we got a major launch that's going to take place in the December January period uh, for our product as well. So this uh, R and D group, are, are you also uh, outsourcing, kind of partnering with? your food scientist to create this or is this something Correct, yeah. we've we've found a food scientist who who really worked in the industry for probably the last 30 years he was one of the top guys at Haines Celestial who was a one of the leading is the leading food food group uh, in the United States and he's just an absolute gem uh, we he just understands what we need we spend hours and hours of sampling and tasting, meeting with key manufacturers, uh, looking at the, the ultimate uh, natural flavors and colors that we have to put in. I mean, going right to the source of the fruit and find out how do we get the best out of everything. And we never stop improving our product. Every day we're looking at the best way we can look at how do we take this product to the next level. I think you told me you have a co-packing uh, partnership. Yeah, so we've got two co-packing partnerships. You've got the one, which is our our, our instant uh, puddings and desserts, which is a powdered product. And we work with a group in Wisconsin. Uh, We were just very fortunate that because Jell-O is such a competitive industry and there's no real margin for private label, we found a co-packer that had a machine that was really idle. And we were able to partner with them 
and we're now working. We just can't keep up with production. It's been unbelievable. As much as we keep, uh, you know, adding on extra time, extra labor, uh, now we've got an additional machine that's going to be running shortly. We just, it's been an amazing partnership. And what we do is we supply the raw ingredients. We are in control over every single ingredient that goes into the product. They just do the blending to our formulation Mm -hmm. and they pack our product for us. So we're in complete control. It's like our own facility, but we control every single one. Every single batch that's put out after every production run is sent to our R&D team together with ourselves. We make up the batches. We give our reports. And we make sure that every product meets our standards. I'm still blown away by your marketing strategy and your the work that you're doing on the socials uh, with the influencers. We've heard about that. We've had brands on here that are doing that well. Sounds like you guys maybe have done something a little different, though, with this partnership with uh, Saga House. Do your uh, ambassadors or... Um, influencers are they are, are they paid so they that's all based on they have a code they get a commission on all sales and in and then they in turn pass on a commission or a discount to their their customers uh, and that way they get supported in all the sales that they do but at, in the end of the day it comes down to you know this is for them it's more they love working with our product. Many of yeah, them, exactly. it's not about the money. Right. And I must tell you that it, it's because of them that we have just got, and we're going to be launching in the next week uh, and in, in 1,750 Kroger stores and eight SKUs have been listed, which is unheard of uh, across the country because they fell in love with our product and they knew that we stood for uh, uh, this unique category that nobody else is taking charge of at the moment. We're just one-of-a-kind product. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, Kroger's the big boy on the block, and they're everywhere here in the southeast where I live, so I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to go down there and, and, and check, check that out and see how the merchandising team is is doing this. Um, you guys, uh, it sounds like you've kind of dialed in your costs too, right? I mean, the way you kind of partner, you've got co-packers, you've got a dispersed workforce. So it sounds like you're perhaps building slightly better margins maybe than what uh, some of these other firms are doing. Well, I think uh, a lot of because we're controlling our own raw materials, we're buying our own. We First of all, we contracted to the largest food groups uh, in terms of our, our stevia, uh, which is the most ultimate stevia in the world. I mean, you're talking about spending $240, $250 a kilo on stevia. It is the ultimate stevia that allows you to take out all that bitterness in a product and to get the notes. So when you have your product, from the time you taste it right through to the end, you get the soft sweetness like sugar and, and, and it emulates that feel. But you have to be able to invest so I would say to you probably 50% of our cost of goods are our sweetness, and that's talking about our stevia and our ethanol. And that's what makes our product so unique in terms of coming up with the right combination of sweetness that really allows the consumer still to have that delicious taste, but without the calories and 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 obviously with, with have natural flavors and colors in their product and natural ingredients. Well, I know you're not a food scientist, but we do hear a lot about these other sweeteners, including stevia. 
what is the background? What's the, you know, what is in general the, the makeup or the kind of the foundation of Stevia? Do you know? Yeah, the, so the I think Stevia has gone through a real journey and a lot of people in the early days were, were really, they didn't like that taste. It's got a very bitter aftertaste. If you buy the low end Stevia, it has this lingering aftertaste that really people can't really get to love. And I think as time has moved on, uh, the big companies in the in the in the space have come come through, and 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 I and they've really found the stevia to a level that I've never seen before, where they've really gone right to the result. There is a tremendous amount of work in terms of finding the ultimate way of taking out the that bitterness out of the product. So they've taken out the A, the Bs, and they and and, and they've made sure that. All that product that comes through or that flavor profile is is the ultimate. But you've got to be able to pay for it. Most of the larger companies are not prepared to pay because it's very, very expensive. They would rather use a blocker, some sort of blocker to be able to uh, to block that aftertaste. In many cases, a lot of them are hiding, depending on their product, are hiding it with the flavors. So we, because we have such a clean product and all you're doing is adding water to our, 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 gel, our gels, it, it just, you know, you, you're going to taste that sweetness immediately. We, we can't hide anything. Most beverages are able to hide it within their flavors and you wouldn't be able to pick it up because the flavors is what, what really dials down the aftertaste that you would get from Stevia. Well, the dessert category is, it's enormous. And the the area, the category that you're working in, roughly, what are the revenues? What are the um, kind of industry targets for what this space is on an annual basis in the gelatins and, and puddings? Well, the, the two sides, there's the dry goods side, which is your typical jello uh, uh, product that you'd find on shelf. And as you'll see, you've only got a six-foot section in most supermarkets. Some have got a larger. And that category is probably in about a 50 million category. But the big category is what we call the ready-to-eat category, which is where we see ourselves creating a whole new category within the yogurt category. So when I say the yogurt category, within the refrigerated category, where the yogurts are that are plant-based, sugar-free, natural, that's where we see our product being placed. We don't see our product being placed where the other <coughs> high-end sugar products are being placed and other desserts that are purely artificial and, and, and are really not, not where you can't really compare. We don't want to be a comparison to or be sitting side by side to one of those products. Yeah. Are the buyers, are they accepting this this idea that you have? Are you starting well, we've to really get that? Got Major, when we're at the last Natural Products West, we've got you know groups from Target to to uh, Sprouts to Whole Foods to Costco. All of them are, are 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 on our backs, but we are looking at obviously Costco was our launch pad. We had a f- phenomenal success story with that. We used our social media team. We really drove that business to a whole new level, and uh, and we've now got four new flavors that are in, in terms of where we're at. So we've just finished our banana our butterscotch, vanilla, and now we've got the chocolate in a single serve that we now can offer four SKUs as opposed to just the chocolate that we offer to to you know to our launch with with Costco. So we now have a family of products that we can offer and and we have we are looking 
and we've got many of them partnering with us at the moment, but we are not have not finalized the ultimate uh, retailer yet because we want to be make sure that whatever and whoever we partner with is going to be able to make us a success. We just don't want to be putting product on shelf. And bearing in mind, it is a refrigerated product. It's only got 90 days shelf life. You've got to be really sure that whoever you're partnering with and whoever you're going to work with can move that product through through the system because you have to produce a minimum production run and a minimum packaging run to make this work. I mean, I love the idea of getting in with the yogurt because that's kind of the the healthy snack. And if you can get in that category, now you could totally disrupt that category rather than just be, you know, placed next to the you know, sugar-filled or quote-unquote sugar-free, you know, dry powders. So that I see your, I see your strategy. I I see, because that's a much bigger case uh, to your point. I mean, if it's just a six-foot square. Yeah. I mean. You're talking about a $300 million category and, you know, compared to, you know, $50 million and probably more. And then when you start breaking it down into uh, what the product, how the product can be sold, uh, you know, on, from a food service side and other areas of the business, you know, there, there is that opportunity beyond retail where you now can have a snack on the go and this could be sold in any format from your pharmacies right through to your convenience stores uh, where people want to have a snack on the go. Right. Well, you mentioned food service, and so I guess that's uh, maybe a, a future. Yeah, we have a lot of interest in that area and uh, we just have to be stick to, you know, our biggest priority was to making sure we can meet our demand. And so we've been very focused on our production side and our launching with Costco with our ready-to-eat to make sure we've got that ultimate product. And as we've developed, we've got retailers coming to us. And when you go online and you look at us, we've got a, a movement out there where people start seeing us as a creating something unique and different to, to the consumer. And what makes us different is we do geo-targeting. And what Matt means is that if I'm going to go to a retailer like, say, Sprouts, we did this test. They didn't even know we were actually doing it. We went along, created an ad, drove consumers to uh, the geographical areas with the right key key customers that would purchase from Sprouts, and we got over 100% lift in product during that three-week period. The buyer never knew it. We just did it on our own accord to test and see how that worked. And then we did the same in Canada with uh, with our retailers in Canada with a major supermarket chain like Loblaws. And we had a 40% lift in sales as well. So we know that the new way of doing business is not just discounting your product, is driving people to retail. And the retailers just don't want you putting product on a shelf anymore. They want you to create and pull demand through their stores. Well, not only that, but you, they want you to help the consumer fill their basket with other things too, right? Absolutely. So you're a, yeah, so you're a benefit to the overall retail ecosystem. I want to – you just brought something up. We didn't discuss this earlier, the geo-targeting. I want to learn a little bit more about that. That is interesting. We've all heard about geo-targeting. So um, just what are some of the mechanics of that? So the mechanics are obviously you first of all have to be able to get the list from, or if you don't, you don't have to, you would just have to look at the stores, the zip code, where those stores are located. Then you would have to go into Facebook and you would then have to go along and look at what is the target audience. So you specify exactly what are your targets in terms of keto, vegan, shoe. What are those customers looking for? And then you run a, we actually spend money on a advert 
which obviously has at the end of the advert available now at that particular retailer, Sprouts and other leading natural stores. But you have to actually, and, and the only way you can gauge the results is by having a partnership with the retailer who can tell you that you've actually got results. Uh, because obviously the only results you can see is we're running through what we call DSD distributors. So you're using Unify, KE, and many others. So right. they won't give you the insights because they don't have the movement report at retail. They have the movement report as to what, what they may sell to a store, but not what's going off the shelf during that period. So it's, uh, we, we would get some uptake from the retailer uh, once they are able to give us, and we have our reviews on a quarterly basis, and in those reviews, you get to see exactly how your product's performing, and what uh, and how your uh, your various uh, geo targeting and other support programs work. Got it. So your geo targeting was based on Facebook or those types of social. Yeah. Otherwise, you take an example of what we did with Costco, which was very unique in that we really wanted to drive people, even though Costco have got their own format of sampling putting in the right place and having a product. We wanted to bring people to the store and really blow this up. So what we did is we we found a influencer that had over a million uh, views of Costco products that they uh, they would put out there, right? So I they see. would go ahead and they've now got this following. So what we did is we committed to a ad. They then went along and put our, our commercial up available at Costco and and are delicious and showing the benefits of why it's sugar-free and why they should buy the product. And then what we did is we went along and spent further money by then, because that was national, right? So a million consumers nationally. We then went and said, okay, we're now going to the Southeast. We then went along and we went and took their, their particular Instagram uh, posting and then we boosted it and then focused on those Costco's in that geotargeting area of the Southeast and then drove consumers to that product. And that's yeah. how we drove the people to, to there. And that happened on the week that we were doing sampling and demoing. So we actually were able to bring increased sales and, and really get a success story. I mean, the Southeast were really so, they wanted to continue the, the promotion with us and we just didn't have enough product to supply them because it all comes down to is packaging, Lead times and delivery times, and 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 we just had we 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 just they blew us out of the water with how much product they wanted. Well, I love the total coordination between the influencer, the uh, the advert using Facebook, the sampling program happening inside of the retailer. So you literally had you know every avenue open and active at the same time, and then you on top of it, you boosted it. You boosted the the uh, the ambassadors and uh, also you get credibility so if you're using somebody that's got credible viewers mm-hmm. they then see as a credible uh product right yeah that's kind of the whole point of, of working with them i think it's i think it's genius and that kind of explains how you're able to move that retail lever and i guess when you put together a story like that and you can kind of go to a Kroger or go to another, you know, big retailer and say, this is the kind of sophistication that we're bringing. We're not just a delicious, you know, dessert package, but look at the operation we have behind us. They realize they're getting a sophisticated company who takes retail very seriously. And they 
obviously want to partner with you. I think it's fascinating. Martin, before we go, tell us a little bit about the uh, mission work that you're doing for children. I know that was very important for you as you started this brand. You know, I think uh, it really came down to is that we we were really blessed to be able to meet up with some key people who were supporting, and particularly in San Diego, uh, we, we there is a tremendous need to support. People do not realize to what extent uh, there is this inability for kids to be able to be fed every day. And uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to have a tour of a number of food, uh, food uh, groups who were donating product to various uh, organizations. And it just blew my mind as to what, what could I do and how could we support these various organizations in various ways. And what we do do is we often have to do fairly large uh, production runs so in order to be able to do trials. In order to be able to know your product can be shelf-stable, can run the test, we have to run these trials. And when we run them, we don't want to be selling those products. So, But we do know that those products are 100% meet all our QC standards. And once we've got the go-ahead that that product is spot on, we don't sell it to retail. We give that away to those people that are in need. We find that that is a perfect way to give a meal and a snack and something to somebody which has got an amazing product. Instead of throwing the product away, we want to give back to that area. And we found that that's been incredibly supportive to us. And we well, found- and kids love we, dessert. So it's not like absolutely. you're sending over broccoli samples. 100%. And when they're getting <laughs> something that is natural, and when I went to a few of the organizations, they said, you know, we always get this <laughs> this junk that gets thrown at us and you're giving us True. this amazing product and you ask nothing in return. And uh, we, we, you know, we've just been blessed to be able to have this, these groups that are supporting us uh, and we're not supporting us, just being able to get product to the right people. And that's what it's about because you don't, you can donate product, but you need to have organizations that are willing to get that product out and deliver it to the right, the right uh, people who need the product. Martin, what's the best way for people to go online and find out more about Simply Delish, uh, maybe get to your store locator or even, you know, do the e-com? Well, it's www.simplydelish.net. And Simply Delish Natural is where you'll find us on all, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, you'll be able to find us out there. Uh, I mean, simplydelish.net is so very easy. You'll be able to find everything about us, our blogs, uh, where we are, what where the story started, and also about where you can find our products and where you can actually buy our products. We have a very aggressive online program where people can buy a product from us and at the same time where they can buy the product at retail. Yeah, and I think they can also find those recipes. Oh, well, that's the beauty. That Those recipes are made. You can go into our recipe area, plug in, I want a gluten-free chocolate sugar, uh, and I want a vegan product, and then the next thing, the recipe pops up, and you can get that recipe for you to make. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling people, they really need to go and look at these photographs. Um, it just... I think it, I think it's a great idea when you have a product that can be used in so many different ways. You're just really unleashing everyone else's creativity because 
you and your own team, you could never come up with all this stuff, right? Because people have their own family recipes, they have their ideas, and they just, they share them here. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's not only like a, the low-carb strawberry donut. They put a topping on it, you know? <laughs> Who would have thought to do, I mean, you know, you're thinking uh, a pudding or something or a jello, or and it's like, no, 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 no. It's a donut, but it's a topping for it. Here's one with uh, sugar-free salted caramel chocolate uh, muffins. I mean, it kind of blew my mind, you know, it, it just <laughs> unleashing the the power of community and i i really respect that and i would love to be able, be able to build a community like this for my space because it's it's sticky you know they come back they they engage you know yeah we've been very you know this partnership and also being partners with other brands and they've worked with us in so many ways where they have done collabs. Collabs have been the best thing for us. Getting other companies to partner, use their 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 people together with ours, and we create something special for our consumers. And that's what it's about, creating a new, new ideas, new concepts. And again, uh, you know, coming up with even, you know, unique things like who would think that you can make a vegan jello shot? <laughs> you know, <laughs> suddenly when right. you're putting, uh, we had this call from this, uh, we couldn't work, got this large order from uh, from one of the big, uh, uh, you can call it uh, organizations in New York who had this ex- exhibitions. And they said, well, I said, what are you using it for? No, no, we're having, a, we're having this party and everybody's vegan and they want a vegan jello shot. And no one really understands what, you know, that jello has actually got <laughs> got meat inside and it's got other things inside that you shouldn't be having. So now we offer them an alternative. Yeah, no, it's it's very impressive. And um, it's a treat for the eyes to, to go through and look at, I mean, just incredible uh, creativity. I'm just scrolling through now and I'm like, yep, I would try that. I would try that. I mean, it's just, it's great. Martin, I really appreciate you coming down today. Um, I know you've been super busy with all your production runs and uh, lining up all your new retailers. Anything else that uh, you kind of hope to get out there that maybe I didn't get around to asking? Yeah, well, our next, you know, we obviously have other products in the wings and we're obviously going to be launching. We've actually developed the first ever keto certified uh, uh, which can be topping or icing. That's going to be, and that's a huge category that we're going to be a, a disruptor in. And then we also have got a vegan, uh, uh, which we're looking, launching soon, a vegan protein. We found a lot of our customers want to add protein to the product and they cannot find a, uh, an individual serving of a vegan protein that they can add to their product. So we, as an add-on to our products, we're launching a vegan protein uh, in vanilla and chocolate, which will be launching in the next month. Hmm, interesting. I'll be kind of curious to see what, what you end up using, some kind of a bean or something. I, I'm not sure. Fava bean. Be... Yeah, we're using a fava bean, absolutely. Okay, that's what I figured. Okay, and a pea, that's, that's and a pea cool. protein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Martin, um, as always, I am just always so impressed. And um, I always get more than I bargain for when I bring my uh, food and beverage leaders in. They're always uh, surprising me with more information. And you certainly did that today. Martin, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me and Tony, all the best to you and uh, and, your, and the team.